Hey guys, I'm Adam Rapport, and this is the Bon Appetit Foodcast. In fact, this is the last Bon Appetit Foodcast of 2019. So, to start, we have on Carla Music and our old friend Gabe T, and each of us are giving you our ultimate hypothetical New Year's Eve party menus. After that, Carla's back along with my assistant, Ryan Walker, for our second installment of the feedback, wherein we respond to some of the letters, comments, and DMs we get on the daily. All right, I hope everyone is enjoying their holiday, and we will see you guys back here in the new year. I'm just going to say to both of you right now, I have no New Year's plans as of right now, so if either of you guys are going to send out a paperless post or something, I'm available. (laughs) I mean, ditto. Likewise. Got it. (laughs) I'm not trying to do anything. Hey, listen, before we start this this pod, (laughs) I wanted to... I want to start off the new year. This will probably be the last, unless you guys have something else in store for me, the last po- trio pod of, of, 2019. 2020, of 2019. Yeah, no. And I want to say, man, Adam, I want to say something particular to you. <laughs> yes, Gabe. As a, like a New Year's <laughs> greeting slash resolution slash incantation slash salutation. I think in the past, maybe sometimes I've been a little hard on you, man. I think sometimes I've been a little- in- in little, general or on the podcast? Just in general and on the <laughs> podcast, like a little aggro from time to time, mm-hmm. a little judgy, a little contentious. And Adam just turned 50. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Adam. Yeah. Thank, Happy thank belated you. birthday, 50. Turned 50, wore a turtleneck for the first time. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Adam had a nice little get together. Yep. And for this little get together, Adam wanted to form a band. And we formed a band. I think we formed a really great band with Adam's brother and a couple other whack jobs, myself, <laughs> Adam's wife. I and saw it, you on the tambourine. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> special. But at some point during the during the performance, which I say was rocking, yeah. I looked back at Adam, and I saw Adam wailing away on his Fender. Where are you playing? A Fender Strat? I, yeah, it I was my brother's, and the whole time he had a Les Paul, but he didn't tell me he had a Les Paul. I much rather would have played a Les Paul. It would have been more, way more rock. It would have been more cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I look back at Adam, and he was just like in full, you know, leg spread, rock pose, just doing it. And he was so full of joy, mm-hmm. and so full of life. And I looked back at him, and I thought, you know, mid, mid-rock. Sure. I, I looked back at him, and I thought, I love that dude. <laughs> I love you, Adam. That's so, Adam, so I want to say, I love you, man. Thank Happy you, birthday. Happy 2020. I love you. You're an awesome guy. And I don't take back everything negative I've ever said about you, but <laughs> nor should I wanna, you. I'm going to temper it in 2020 with like love and appreciation and respect. So sweet. Let's move forward with the pod. So nice. Thank you, Gabe. Okay, I will say this. I literally don't have plans as of today, which is December 12th, I want to say. We're yeah. recording this. Uh, um, somewhere around there. But that's not to say I won't have plans. The best. Uh, New Year's party I ever threw. We planned like two days before. Simone and I were like, you know what? Let's just, we have no plans. Let's do it. And it was awesome. So, with that, you got two options for New Year's, Carla. You have the New Year's Eve party. Yeah. Or the New Year's Eve dinner. Ooh. Dinner out or dinner in? No, dinner in. Like you're hosting a New Year's Eve dinner party is different than a New Year's Eve party. cocktail party. 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 Okay. So, let's talk in your mind what constitutes a cocktail party for New Year's Eve? Well, well, you, you put, just you jump put, right yeah, into you it. Yeah, you put huh? cocktail yeah. in front of it. I didn't say cocktail party. I just said oh. more party vibe. Okay, like so a, yeah, in your mind, well, what what does that mean? So the ideal New Year's Eve party to me is like vibe wise, no one even notices that it became midnight. Like Ooh. the goal would be that's the part of New Year's that drives me up a tree. 
the 10, 9, 8. It doesn't matter. Don't do that. Don't stop the party for this irrelevant. <laughs> Strong agree. Horn honking and like whatever is going to happen. The best to me would be that you're having so much fun. No one even notices until you hear your neighbors go like, what? And then it's like, oh, it's midnight. Cool. Right. We're like, we're just having our good and time. Has that ever happened? Yeah. No. Yes, it has. But I was at someone else's house who lives out in Orient Point without a mm. lot of houses around him. So we really didn't hear any tooting and all of that noise. So, so you want my menu. Is well, that what you're I saying? I, I, but I also think in terms of a, a New Year's Eve party that you want it to be somewhat more elegant and special feeling than a normal house party sure fair enough yes so how would you go about achieving that um is it, is can it i also menu say or? something else the worst thing that can happen is when you throw a new year's eve party and you find and you realize as people start to show up that you're the early party and everybody else oh is going to go somewhere else. So depressing. <laughs> it's the that happened to me once, and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm the early party, and everybody's going to bounce yeah. to go somewhere else at midnight." Man, I just think New Year's Eve is like amateur hour anyway. <laughs> you know what Gabe, I mean? We're doing a whole podcast about it. <laughs> oh, so <let's>... sorry. <laughs> so what makes it special to me, you know, is like a feeling of abundance and a little bit of a feeling of excess and a feeling of like elegance elegant yeah a touch of class <laughs> <laughs> i like you know special not your everyday not something you're going to see every day totally abundant special but not like precious right, i have so this thing like things can be beautiful without being precious exactly right which i think you do well it's like this oh, feels thanks. this feels indulgent yeah but not like fancy pancy exactly. and like, you're still eating with your hands yeah so like so, ultimately so okay like, so so this is the thing that i love to do the giant hunk of parm but i don't mean the like go up to the counter and be like can you cut me a two pound piece of parm no i want a half a wheel i want a quarter wheel minimum yeah on the table the and giant that, hunk of parm. and i don't want a cheese board with 20 cheeses nope. i want the king of cheeses parm. or the queen and that's it it's like a boulder what how much is a quarter wheel weigh? right so i was just looking at this because i did buy a quarter wheel last year and it's like 72 pounds the whole thing Jeez. So, so for 24 yeah it's a lot no wait 20 no wait the less than four that. quarter 16 <laughs> 18 about 18 pounds 18 pounds and it's about 25 dollars a pound right so what i that's a Emma, that you adds do up. that math emma's like hold on let me get on this it's yeah get right on, on that it's but like, what i did i was lucky enough to kind of phone a friend who runs a restaurant and i asked him if i could get in on his wholesale order it's like four hundred. Right. It's like four hundred bucks, that? right? Five hundred. That's retail. I was gonna say so between I four. I, I was gonna say like between four and five hundred bucks. Yeah, I remember rolling up with a couple hundred dollars in cash, cash. with the wholesale with like arrangement. A, with, like a, with like a rubber band, just a roll. Yeah, pretty much. So then, when you serve it, do you do it with like you get one of those cool um, Parmesan spades. Uh, I don't know if I have one of those, but I put it on my biggest cutting board, kind of in the middle of the dining room table, Sick. and and kind of get get the party started mm -hmm. with like pulling off a bunch Chisel of chunks. Chisel some out, yeah. So what, but and what sort of utensil? I think I used do you a use? paring knife. I don't know if I have one of those. What about like a spades? Phillips head screwdriver? You could yeah, use it's that. Like a ch it's that like chiseling. Yeah, it's really chiseling. like yeah. totally. And you want those like craggy, yeah. 
thingies, but you also want to show people what to do. So, like, I hacked into a bunch of it, had a pile. Crumble. Yeah, parm rubble everywhere. Rubble. And use your hands. Use yeah. your hands. Just go nuts. Do and you, at the end of the party, actually, I was giving away, like, large quantities of parm. That, nice, oh. that that's a nice were, going away if gift, If you yeah. stay late, you might walk out with a... A large amount so of parm. So do you do like a little thing of honey or anything or another accoutrement with it or? Uh, no, I think I had nuts around. What I had uh-huh. was my other favorite party appetizer snack food, roasted dates, almonds, and um, orange zest with rosemary. Is that? Which it was in our November issue. Yes. So it was uh, our new column, a hundred and whatever words on right. a particular dish where that Carla or someone else just talks you through how to make it. Yeah, and that's, and that's it, just like torn medjool dates, raw almonds, a lot of olive oil, Aleppo pepper, salt pepper, and then roasted low and slow uh, with orange zest and rosemary sprigs. What? And then it's like, it's kind of the orange caramelizes and the nuts so toast. how do you how do how does how do you serve it and then how does one consume that so you know I, mean? I that i put out in the skillet or in mm-hmm. like a nice bowl with a spoon and like little plates you kind of so need that, a little plate that for and that. parmesan would be delicious delicious together. so yeah. that's a great the sweet combo. and nut. okay and then wait my, wait oh, we're not done oh, yet that's oh, like okay. activating we have, we have all an, of my we, centers we have an interstitial question great gabe on yeah. new, new year's eve yep ascot or tie what? Ascot or tie? <laughs> Neither. Oh, come on. You're you kind of wearing an ascot right yeah. now. You Just know lean what? into well, that. It's a, it's a scarf. But I, I, I would I would do this. I would, in, in lieu of the ascot, I would take maybe like a, a kerchief. Yeah. And... Kind of Natalie tie it around nah. my neck. You love a neckerchief. He does. Yeah. You yeah. love a bit. So don't Dana. don't act like when I ask. But ask an ascot, tie, it, you... ascot isn't. That's not the vibe. Have you met my brother? I mean, he's special. Yeah. He will. He and Riyad Nasser from Frenchette, both those guys love an ascot. I mean, the, they both look awesome. Yeah, that's not my vibe. They have a certain like Dean Martin. They've got meets, like salt. Yeah, like they've got like the David sort of Lee salt Roth and pepper hair, kind of yeah. slick back, kind of a, a gentleman of a of a certain age with the <laughs> salt, okay, salt right, and pepper back, kind of back to, uh, back to, back to beard Carla. situation. Okay. So we have this warm date nut thing. We got this yeah. boulder of rock parmesan. You got that. And then I have something I like to call Satsuma's Akimbo. Mm. <laughs> Any kind of um, seedless, preferably, you know, clementine, tangerine, yeah. satsuma. We're in that season and they're abundant and just something fresh. But just like, I just want to, wherever I look, I just want there to be like satsumas, just like wherever they rolled and came to a stop. You also, know what I mean? also like the little peels. Everywhere. The peels, like the peels. rose petals all over yeah, the place. Yeah, exactly. Just piled up. You know what I love about satsumas or those other things? That, that, <laughs> that's the fragrance. So good. They just smell nice at the party, yeah. right, Gabe? That's a fruit. Oh, yeah, Jesus. It's like a like a yeah. <laughs> you know those fruit. little like squat little soft oranges that you just peel right off. You've heard oh of yeah, those are fantastic. Right? Yeah, mandarins. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Love do that. Them. Love. If you can get them with the leaves still on, so it's just like really pretty and it's very seasonal. It's fresh, okay, and so you don't have to do anything with it. You just have I'm them yeah. all around. Definitely get satsumas this year. I like when they, sure. when you see the nice the green leaves as a little decorative exactly. touch. Exactly. And um, I do like it when people just leave the piles of the peel it's chill man all right Carl, with your hands because i do think attire i like the decadence so far i like the things that are kind of scattered i like the idea of kind of like this cornucopia kind of the situation of yeah. things that are crumbling and scattered and rubble around piles of things exactly it's exciting oh, it, oh, no. oh this old pile yeah. of oh, medjool my, dates i'm sorry did my candelabra drip drip wax all over the <laughs> table yeah it did i don't care so carla Gabe related attire. Yeah. Because um, I think attire is important for New Year's. I agree. 
clogs or heels? I'd never wear heels. So okay. Definitely. And you're not going to do it just for New Year's? No. No. It would ruin my night. Thank you. <laughs> I, but that's a, I, I, think, I feel that's in accordance with your approach to the food. Like, I'm not going to do something fancy just for the sake of fancy. No. And I don't like to be uncomfortable, and especially not when I'm in my own home. So I actually like when you're hosting, you can really, you can really, you could basically wear a nice bathrobe if you wanted to. Stronger <laughs> I'm with you on that. Okay. Or some clogs. I, I, or both. Yeah. Combo. I wear clogs 100%. How many people are coming to this party, do you think? Um, Optimally. Everyone who thought it was their jumping off party is uninvited. Yeah. So 35, okay. 40. That's cozy. Right? What, yep. what do you say, because everyone say, oh my God, Carl, what can I bring? Ice. We've talked about this. Mm -hmm. There can never be too much ice at a party. What could they bring? I mean, do you want people to bring a bottle of champagne? Yeah, bring a bottle. Ooh. Oh yeah, because Gabe <laughs> is going to be particular about. What, I'm with Gabe on this one. Yeah, me. I mean, yeah. I don't Ga think Gabe just, Gabe just bring ice. Gabe curates his wine selection. I'm just saying you can't mess up ice. You can't mess I, up ice. You but, could also say like, bring me something you want me to eat tomorrow when I, oh, when you're gone. Or you know what? It's nice when someone oh here's a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. I always just say nothing. When people ask what they can, I just say bring yourself, bring good vibes. I just yeah. say bring some vibes, bring, bring an some, appetite, bring some tunes. Hey, bring a bring a some vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say. Do you have a Parmesan chisel? Bring it. <laughs> We're going to need all the all of the chisels we can get. I, I'm designing something meaty. Is there any meatiness on the yes, menu? Yes, there is. There's two meaty things. One is actual meat, and this. the other one is meaty. <laughs> so I do, as much as I love this, like, help yourself, finger food, I don't want to fuss and muss. I do like one sort of boutique thing coming out of the kitchen that feels special, especially on New Year. So in the past, I've done things like... Gougeres or like something that needed a little finessing last minute going out the door kind of feeling. I was going to talk about Gougere. Can I talk about Gougere? Yeah, because I'm not serving Gougere. So yes. I think it's nice, and this then gets to another question about throwing a party, but I think it's nice for there to be one warm, fragrant yes. thing making an appearance. Correct. And Gougere, which you can make the batter ahead of time, spoon you out. Can, you, can you can freeze the whole thing. Yeah, see, explain that to me though. So you can make your Gougere batter mm -hmm. and you can pipe them out or spoon them out. And then you put them on a uh, like a baking tray and slide the baking tray into really? the freezer. And when they're firm, then you take them off the baking tray and put them in a Ziploc bag. And then just put them back on And back unbaked. in the oven. Oh, okay. It really works. So you can do it a day ahead and don't have to worry about- You do it three weeks right. ahead. You do it tonight. Amazing. Um, but I'm not going to serve Gougere. I'm going to serve deep fried, like tempura style, frito misto. No, you're not. Mushrooms. No, you're I've not. I've done this before. No, you this haven't. Is I have. Stop. And Damn. Is, you're not doing deep frying. I am. For a little while. It doesn't go all night. Gabe has a look on his face that is envious. He's like, wait, wait, what? Really? He looks what? slightly quizzical. Yeah. He's but like, I can not, do that? Man, I'm excited. It's, it's again, it's like excessive... The nice maitakis when you get the giant clusters, mm -hmm. not cheap either, so it feels a little special. It's kind but of then, like it's kind of like the Japanese blooming onion. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> but I'm not going to do this all night, right? I'm going to no. do this for like a 45 minute session, and then when they're it's gone, almost, it's almost when like, they're gone, they're gone. It's almost like performance art. Yeah, and it's kind of fun, and people want to see. They want to hang out in the kitchen. and want to see you doing the Is thing. Is there a and sauce? Is there a dip? There's going to there be some kind something? of like. Spicy salt. Yeah. You know, something zesty, something spicy. Yeah. But our frito misto recipe on BA.com has a great basic batter. It's also the same one I did with uh, Lizzie Olson, my friend from Back to Back Chef. 
standard solid, some seltzer, some AP flour, bacon soda, no problem. Dip, fry. Mm. It's fun. Oh my God, it's so good. And then it's also finger food. The other meaty thing, I was joking because you know how people say mushrooms are meaty. Yeah. Wall of speck. Wall of speck. Here Wall we go. Wall of speck. <laughs> spec, so again, spec, you want your spec. like biggest cutting board, and you want a, a large quantity of speck, and you want to go to a place or par or can, a can, prosciutto yeah. or Iberico yeah, it, if you're really rolling. Rolling deep, <laughs> big time. It has to be sliced properly, right? Because so you're investing. Spec, spec is essentially kind of like smoked prosciutto. Yeah, it's like also a cured ham cured, that's uh -huh. also, I think it's Alsatian. It's from like up in the north they do the speck. Mm. But it's a little smoky. But you could yeah. do prosciutto, you could do Iberico. And then you're laying it on a giant cutting board like wall to wall. Just like a tile. Overlapping. A tiled so you floor. just don't even know like where the speck begins or ends. Sick. And then you have to replenish that. But really, if you have somebody slicing it nice, you can take the wax paper thing, paper, oh, yeah. and just kind of slap it back down over on the cutting board yep. and peel it off. Mm. And people love that. Yeah, they do. And it looks gorgeous. Salty meats. Salty meats and cheeses. <laughs> SMs and okay. Cs, as we like to All call right. them. All right. All right. So then we have bread and butter, because, like, again, yeah. take it back to the, just take it back to peasant. Yeah, the, the, simple, bread, the, the simple best, pleasures. The best bread, the best it's butter. It's great with your ham. What's it's the, great with your cheese. Perfect. What's the gold wrap butter that Jonathan Gold shouted out and oh, we also love? The, not, the French one with the sea salt. Are you referring to Kerrygold? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if they want to sponsor the podcast, uh, we are. Bordier. Bordier? Uh, no, I mean like the the disc, like the it looks so like a, a round disc. It weighs French like butter. half oh, a pound. A round yeah. disc. Anyways. I like to get really good, just really good cultured butter. I bring it to room temp, oh, and put then it I in the crock? and then I paddle it a Ooh, little bit nice. and soften it up, and then I did this. What does that mean, paddle it? What like, does that mean? Put it. You, you could do that with your hands, just like soften butter that you kind of mix up because yep. it's a bunch of different blocks. Yep. Make them one block. Yep. Put some flaky salt in the mix while you're paddling them oh. around and then kind of you can just shape it into like a big tower of butter if you want to sick it's fun like close encounters of the third kind or something <laughs> yeah. man like a, I, volcan I can, a I, butter volcano yeah i'm really into this entire menu i also like can i just say if there's a lot of champagne and stuff at a party you need some bread you need something that's carb carby that can like soak it up and like oh man i need to eat something that's not just speck or cheese right now i need Truly. i need a little something bread 100, good 100%. yeah gabe what let's say so let's say and this might happen. Like on December 27th, you might go, you know what? I'm doing a party over at the Gabe and Jules pad. Man, we, we I think we did one one year, but it's always weird because you don't know, excuse me, if Adam and Simone are going to do a party. That's the thing. It's like you can't call an audible on a on a holiday party because Adam and Simone very well may be calling an audible. So usually <laughs> I'm just kind of like throwing dart, like psychic darts in your direction while I'm sitting. It's a waiting game. Right. Like who's going to pull the trigger on the party? And if you I'm, were to redundant. confer with him, what would happen? Well, first of all, you don't have to ask me. You got to yeah. Simone. I, I make no decisions in my yeah, house. I'm just saying, like, Adam and Simone throw a great impromptu holiday party. They, they're they great at it. You, they uh, People really come in strong and heavy for these parties. Um, I'm sure you're going to talk about the holiday ham. but no, I don't wanna, I'm not I don't doing wanna, holiday ham. Not doing holiday. about that. But no, it's been, that's, that's it's been incredible. No, okay, but there's a difference between a holiday party and a New Year's party. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I've been to both. So what are you doing for your New Year's for, party? Okay, so for my New Year's party, I would definitely get... A guy, and the guy is shucking oysters. Ooh, nice. Yes. Okay. I think a guy shucking oysters Fab. and people just like slurping up oysters with some kind mm. of perfect mignonette, whether it's whether you want to go like 
crazy David Chang like create a, a couple of different weird mignonette styles? I like styles? multiple mignonettes. Okay, mm. multiple mignonettes. So do you guys have any good ideas for a mignonette that you've done in the past that's like different and cool? I think you need, well, I think you need the classic one mm-hmm. with the red Which wine is vinaigrette. Which shallots and red wine vinaigrette, yeah. right? A lot of black pepper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You could do like yuzu yeah, koshu, rice yeah. wine vinegar, or rice vinegar, I mean, and... Uh, those two things mixed together. Can I do like delicious. a spice? Can I do something spicy? Sometimes you get it with the minced up, like, spicy. or sometimes right. you get like the minced up um, jalapenos. Ever like kind yeah. of like or yeah. Anyways, I think I like, you can find. I like also a, Tabasco and some Tabasco, lemon juice. Maybe, yeah. yeah, I love that. So definitely a guy. Lots like, of ice in the a cor- bed, Big yeah, bed of ice. Yeah, a great presentation. A guy shucking oysters. I for many many years, every year we would go to our local right for New Year's. They you know diner. Which mm-hmm. is across the street from our place. I would like my party to be a tribute to the to all of those New Years that my wife and I have spent over the years um, at their place. So nice. They so just not, had their ten year anniversary. Too. Their their anniversary. So salute you. It was twenty actually. What? Yeah, yeah. twenty. Sorry. And sorry, Brooklyn. And they do a great party every year, and their anniversary happens to be on New Year's. They opened on a New Year, so oh, it's wow. very it's it's special for them. It's special for us. So. I, I would like my party to be a tribute to that and have some really signature dishes from that. I think one of them is a, a potato tortilla that they make there that's incredible. I don't I'm not a big fan of potatoes or eggs really, which is weird that I, I like the Spanish tortilla. I love a Spanish tortilla. But it somehow it comes together Little into toothpicks something. in the uh-huh. Or how, how do you, I don't know. You, you I, I, I also like the presentation it of it. Yeah, it round, mm-hmm. round, like a big disc, mm-hmm. and cut slice and cut wedges off of it and slices mm, off. I of love it. that. Also I, good for you're really drunk. Yeah, that comes true. out That's very soaking handy. it up too. Yeah. Got protein, I don't know why it's so fat. good. I've seen it presented also like at Frenchette or something with a little bit of roe on it, uh-huh. which the, ju- the bejeweled orange roe kind of sprinkled totally. on it looks great. At Wild Air, they put uni on it. Yeah. I mean, I think you can really dress it up in different ways, but it's perfect by itself. Love so it. I think a Spanish tortilla, and I'm dying to try to learn how to make it. I think it's really, is it hard to make? No, no. no. It just takes an amount of olive oil that you're just yeah. like, this, this is isn't a typo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're like, two cups? What? Have you seen what two cups of olive oil looks like? I would also it's say a lot. that's a great party dish in that it's just room temperature. Totally. You make it ahead. You don't have to, fr- just leave it out and just. Perfect. It's so it's so good. The next thing I want to do is like um, mushrooms again. Mm-hmm. I want to do mushroom toasts. Mm. They in the in the past have done incredible mushroom toasts there, which is like you know some really great country bread toasted, maybe somehow grilled. Yeah, gr- more grilled, right? Yeah. Charred, with, generous with olive oil, salt, and maybe a rub of garlic or something. Mm. And then some kind of they morels aren't in season this time of year. No, um, but. It, they've done it with morels, and that's like outrageous. But I don't know how they do it. But you, they cook it down probably with butter. some kind of bra- a, a ton of butter, maybe some kind of brandy or some kind of mm. wine or some uh, booze, and finish it with chives. And it is just is the outrageous. texture like? It, are you getting the texture of the mushroom in its original state, or is it more of like a choppy like mushroom pate? And it's ri- it, no, it should be. You're it's more of a saute. Of yeah, okay. it's more of a saute. You're getting. It. It's it's rough. It's right. sort of rough visually, but flavor wise, it's unbelievable. People go crazy for it. What was the other thing that I wanted to do? Deviled eggs. Jules doesn't make a lot of dishes. My wife, <laughs> she's not. You don't particularly, even, You don't let her in the kitchen. True. She's not particularly <laughs> famous for a lot of things, but what she is famous for is deviled eggs. And Love no, it. and as. It turns out nobody doesn't like deviled eggs except except for me. I don't. Emma care. is over there nodding like true. True. I don't really care for them, but Jules makes them and she makes them incredible. 
I don't know where she got her recipe or where she got her technique. It's not new world. It's not, you know, it's not futuristic. It's just really great deviled eggs. She loves making them. Yum. And I'm going to have her make a slew of them. I think people are going to be Does really she happy. Pipe yeah, out yeah, the question, do, you, do you like the pipe? She what pipes do you it do? out. She, she what, does. Carl, oh, yeah. what do you do? I like the way it looks piped out. I like, can I just say, I don't. I don't want I don't want the fluted pipe, but I just want the one where it gets kind of like like oh. almost like a soft serve ice cream. Oh, you know what cool. I mean? So as opposed to yeah, but then a plain tip. Yeah, plain tip. Do uh-huh. you do? My mom would always do a dash of paprika on top. Sure, absolutely for a little color, little yeah. visual flourish. So, also good with some. You want to throw some caviar on that? Yeah, You're that'd be biz. nice. Did back in the day? Did your mom back in the eighties? Did she have the deviled egg plate? Did not. Really? Yeah. With the, with the, the devil eggs, yeah, the divots. Yeah, no, that's no, awesome. No. So for the bar, I'm yeah. thinking. I mean, a ton of booze, a ton of a bucket, a bucket of wine. Guys, this is what I love at your apartment. We've done it at our parties. It's so nice to walk into a party and just see like a big bowl, a big champ, not a bucket, but like a. a it's more like yeah. a bowl than a bucket, you know, and like there's like seven bottles of wine plunged in there. Big mags. I like varieties. the large. I like the large formats. I I think what the, other boots. So you're talking about wine. Mm, I think wine, but th- I was thinking, although people are wild about spritzes, I like the idea of like maybe having a di- like some kind. You guys always are offering uh, at least on the website all kinds of ideas for different kinds of spritzes. I know. I almost said spritz bar for this. Spritz, and then I was like, spritzes I can't that are like am- are a, a more amaro based than maybe bitter based, or just offering different flavor profiles than the, like the regular aperol spritz. Which at, at this point we're all like we're over it. But there's a lot. There's so many different iterations. I think you can really like you could surprise a bunch of people with some really cool different flavored 100%. different profiles spritzes right with uh, with amaro something deeper maybe darker and i was like a negroni so maybe i'll, I'll maybe i'll batch oh, up oh, maybe idea. i'll just ma- batch up some cocktails that's actually not a good idea if gabe starts <laughs> drinking negronis at 7 30 he's not making it to you New know Year's. but i'll good. tell you what i think there's only i'm not a big champagne guy uh-huh. i think there's only so much sparkling wine people can drink yes. so you gotta have a bunch of other stuff too i agree i think when you have a negroni batched what people can do is take a little bit of the negroni and make a spritz with it hello yes and that is a great spritz well definitely batch something up whether whether it's spritzes whether it's negronis i think both of those lend themselves towards a bat i I mean if you're making like if you're making old fashions and bashes you're getting wasted i mean that's just that's a recipe for disaster i think something a little bit lighter all of those spirits those italian spirits are definitely lower in alcohol so you can kind of keep it going a little bit longer can i say what, what i like about this party so far yeah besides being invited um I've been to Gabe's house for a Patriots game, and he's got the Breville pizza oven, uh-huh. which we've we used in the test kitchen yeah, for your many Making times. Perfect series and whatnot. Gabe is a, a an excellent pizzaiola, but he is working so hard that he literally does not see a single play of the game. Right. right. I like the fact that so far it feels like you're enjoying yourself. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Everything's, everything's, everything's done. been done. You've made right? it. I think yeah. Carla as well. Carla's got a 45-minute uh, a mushroom, mushroom fry <laughs> yeah. situation that she's got to deal with, but well, she's, she, I mean, she's a professional game. She's a she has a yeah, she's, she's gonna got ta- she's probably videos, gonna talk us through it. Books and everything. She yeah. has to do a little. You know. She's like entertaining. People want to see a little show. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know. I'm you know whatever. I'm DJing. I'm spinning records. We're, we've got the vinyl sides going. It, it's gonna be a great party. I like at least one thing in the party that my husband will say to me, you are not going to do that. And that's when I know, like, oh, yes, I am. I'm definitely going to do it. I feel like I say that to Simone all the time, <laughs> and 90% of the time, she's right. 
Sure. I'm like, that was actually a good idea. I'm glad we did that. I just had a little party for my the, some colleagues. I almost said my staff. Adam hates it when I say that because my staff is literally four people. Um, some colleagues. And I spent like 500 bucks on all these bottles of Natty wine. And I had like a whole wine program. And eventually, you know, it's like. And they just wanted to drink They just wanted tequila. No, they, they just <laughs> wanted tequila. So I'm just I'm just pouring like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars of natural wine. And they're just like, when's the tequila? Yeah, when's the bottle of tequila coming out? And it's like shots, 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 shots. And then they're like, you know what I mean? Then they're putting on Rihanna. And it's like. And it's like, you okay, lost control. no, it's not, it's, it's all good. Where's the Casamigos? It's like, exactly. It's like, do you have Casamigos? No, sorry. No, this is, by the way, this is like bougie Williams. Right? No, we don't have Casamigos. Are would you, you looking for something artisanal? Would you, like we, some, would you like some mezcal? We, we have some, mez, we have some union mezcal. And they're just like, at a certain point, they're just wasted. Amazing. Yeah. So it's all good. Mm. Whatever. You could also just have a, a New Year's Eve party with just like a a big bottle of Casamigos and some limes. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what if I do this? What if the party that Simone and I throw is like cocktail dinner party hybrid? Okay. So say you invite 20 people over about, and you start off, we got the big wine champagne bucket like Gabe's got, a big tin of caviar. Mm-hmm. With a ton of Ruffles potato chips. Love it. As our friend Andrew Knowlton does at his restaurant. High low, baby. Yeah. I'm in. So you got that feels festive. You got a raw bar situation. A couple years ago, we got a bunch of stone crab claws for Thanksgiving one time. Crack those open and whatnot. Would you also make like uh, an elevated like French like onion dip? Sure. Next to the caviar? Sure. Just to go, like, for the chips. Yeah. Genius. Like we, have a a creamy, we have a couple of recipes. Don't you have like an elevated onion yes, dip? Like for a, sure. Homemade caramelized onions and oh, garlic. Man. So that's, oh, all right, that's awesome. So you have the, for me, because I don't like caviar. Me neither. I'm just dipping in that, but everyone else who does love it is going to and that. And that's great because, you know, caviar's not cheap. No, so. no. We have, the, <laughs> we we have, the, we have the raw bar situation. I would make gougere. I'm going a little bit more, I guess, European with this one, you know? Sure. So the warm gougere is coming out. Maybe, I guess, probably maybe some cured meats. Maybe something like that. Like Carl's okay. a mini version. I like it, the cr- crab claws a lot. Crab claws. So everyone's enjoying themselves. What, what's Is there like a dip situation with that? With what? The dip? Oh, yeah. Well, the, well, the crab the claws. Crab you, claws yeah, yeah, you do the aioli. Like a, aioli. You know, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of a, yeah, aioli. Yeah, nice. Um, also, again, you could have some, some cocktail sauce and whatnot. And then around 11 o'clock, yeah. everyone's nice and sauce. But I'm just bringing out like a... One of the the really big Stalber Cruze pots full of braised short ribs, putting that on the table. Another big pot of pureed potatoes. Love it. Stack of plates. Let everyone just serve themselves. Sit wherever they want. Maybe some crusty bread, and just have like dinner wherever like the hell this. you want He's it. He's like you know? engineering a drungry situation. And, and <laughs> drungry <laughs> people are just oh my god and like yeah no this maybe so a little maybe some horseradish sauce. Yes. But yeah no 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 placement no seating just sit wherever the hell you want. What's um what's the prep oh, on and, the short rib? What's braised? the vibe? Just, just braised yeah. red wine? wine. Yeah red wine and get some veg and cook it down but I might um, after I cook it what I like to do is strain all the vegetables out, cool it, skim off all the fat 
put the reduced sauce, I mean, the clean yeah, sauce see, back in and warm it up. Let's so talk about really shred it. Or you leave it I in might the leave it in the bones. Bigger. Yeah. Let's talk about the short ribs for a second for the for the for somebody that has less experience with it. I've always found them to be incredibly fatty and rendering off a ton of fat when I'm cooking them, and it's like problematic in a st- like in a stew that's or a why braise. You gotta let it cool, and then you skim all the fat off. That's the and only. You that's that really the only way sauce. to do it, huh? Yeah. The other way to do it is if the first step of the braise is browning, that you brown them. And they release a lot of their, they Fat render it. a lot that you drain that off before you go into the next step with the, with the aromatics, wanna... but they're still, it's fatty. Yeah, it's fatty. And that's why doing it ahead, you'll have better flavor and you can like just pick up that whole, and then you save that beef fat. You have to save oh. your beef fat. Do you want to ask a butcher to take any of it off? Do you want no. like, it, well, it, it, them, no, it's do you want them butchered the, like no. really lean? It's because it's, the, so much of the fat is within the meat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so- all right, so you're drunk, drangry, drungry at this point. Yep. You're like, everyone's sitting around. Some people are on the floor. Some people are on the sofa. A couple people are at the little chairs. Eating that buttery potatoes, bald and sea salt. And then you're like, oh, my God, that was so good. I'm like, well, you think that was so good? What about this giant bowl of chocolate mousse I just made? What? And putting that on the <laughs> table with some freshly whipped cream. And I'm like, have at that, mother effers. I'm dead at that Whoa. point. Well, yeah, and at that point, it's 12:45. I'm 50 years old. You're like, Good I'm night. going to sleep. I'm like, that was awesome. I'm passing out. Get out of here. Sick. That sounds great, man. Yeah. I've always joked about going to bed at my own party, but I don't think I've ever done it, and I really want to. Speaking of Dean Martin, that's a very Dean Martin. Just thing like to do. I am literally going to bed. Goodbye. There's that famous one well, no, of that famous Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis story at one of the parties at at his house. Someone called the cops to end the party turns out it was dean martin calling the party cops on his (laughs) own own party party. just to get everyone out of his house i'm not saying (laughs) dean martin's a drunk but if there was an olympic drinking team he'd be the coach (laughs) do you ever listen to that sinatra at the sands man it's really good he like walks in he like they're like doing the whole like the whole intro music with the horns and the count basie orchestra and out walks out walks (laughs) sinatra and he goes hey How'd all these people get in my room? <laughs> That's good. So I don't know which one of us is throwing a party this New Year's, but one of us has to, okay? Can we agree upon that? Is the pot over? Pod's over. Damn, that went by quick. Thanks Super for, quick. Thanks for coming, Carla. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I'll be saying when I come over to your party. Happy New Year's, guys. <laughs> no, because we're saying thanks for you coming. <laughs> be like, thanks for coming over to Adam's party. I hope the New Year brings incredible things for both of you. I love you guys so much. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you, Gabe. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. And now, here is Carla again, along with Ryan and myself, talking through some reader queries. Guys, welcome back. What are you, what are you laughing about already? He's going to sneeze. All right. Ryan might sneeze. He's cough. We, can we get a cough button, Emma? Anyhow, well, welcome back to the second installment of The Feedback. Yeah. We're, we're, con- we're sticking with that name, right? I'm into it. If okay. you say so. I mean, I feel it's a little Barney. <laughs> not, the di- not the dinosaur. <laughs> no. Barnyard. Uh, although you are wearing purple today. I am. Interesting. Is it purple? Yeah. It's that, like that's it's purple. Magenta. It's got a magenta fuchsia yeah. vibe. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Fuchsia. Okay. So three topics. 
All right, Brian, what do we got first? Okay, so for starters, we will begin with the pumpkin chiffon pie recipe that is your mother's that we developed for the Thanksgiving issue. Maxine's, actually not the issue, online and video. It was Maxine's recipe that then Carla in the test kitchen made some tweaks to. Successful tweaks. I feel like you were in heavy development with Molly. I was sort of like on the sidelines. Molly, she likes to take credit. Okay. But you guys (laughs) had some very good tips about lessening the sugar, increasing this and that. Very nice, delicious, fluffy, moussey pie with a great graham cracker crust. Worked but on that crust, but there yep. were some issues, right, Ryan? But yes, there were some issues. We have some concerns expressed by our following. So to begin, this pie looks delicious, except for the use of raw egg whites. For years, it is known not to consume raw eggs or use raw egg whites in recipes on the chance of E. coli. The USDA warns against this, especially for children, the elderly, and those with compromised immune systems. Eggs must reach a safe, cooked temperature before consuming. Pasteurized eggs are available at most supermarkets, although in my experience, the whites do not beat up as well as unpasteurized. But to me, a better alternative than getting sick from consuming raw eggs. So this comment sparked a lot of feedback. Yeah, there was a lot of responses to her feed, but so, Carla, I'm not a food scientist, as you know. Can mm-hmm. you? I have thoughts. I, I have thoughts on this <laughs> subject, but let's talk about raw eggs in recipes. And there's a lot of recipes that do have raw eggs. Oh, for sure. And we, I think, we run a raw egg kind of disclaimer slash warning when we have recipes with raw egg, like a Caesar salad, or um, frankly, poached eggs are not cooked to the temperature. Like any runny egg mm-hmm. is not cooked to the temperature that the FDA and the CDC are going to tell you to cook your egg to, which is 160 degrees Fahrenheit, which is rock hard. So yeah. if you like a very hard cooked egg, then you can eat eggs um, with really no concern about ever getting ill. But if you like a runny egg or perhaps you like a rare burger, you are taking a certain amount of risk consuming this product, right? So what is true and I think what's important about the person who wrote in, and she's right, so adults older than 65 years, children younger than five years, and people with weakened immune systems may get a more serious illness that can be life-threatening. So that that's true. So if you are in that category or you have people at the Thanksgiving table who might fall into one of those categories, like one year at Thanksgiving, there was someone who was really funny. We were making pumpkin chiffon pie, but my mom was like temping the turkey over and over again because my Aunt Jeanette was there. She was like 92. <sighs> a really good friend of ours was, was there who had just gone through chemo, so he had a weakened immune oh system. And um, I think my son Cosmo was an infant. So we literally had like every category. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, yeah, that's true. Um, I did a little more research on this, and it and it's true that you can get sick from an egg that has salmonella. They say like one in 20,000 eggs I've is dangerous. I've already heard one in 30,000 yeah. or something. So that's what I got off the FDA, which is probably con- conservative. more conservative, yes. right? But actually, most f- foodborne illness happens from leafy vegetables, cucumbers, and cantaloupes. It's true. So we are t- you're taking a risk with it all. And I don't think there was like a particularly higher risk with your pie. I think the issue was just not maybe not acknowledging that it had raw okay. egg. All right. In the introduction, we do say this latest can be pumpkin chiffon pie gets its cloud-like texture from the addition of beaten raw egg whites. Friends, if that's not your thing, try this recipe. We link to a different pumpkin pie. Um, so we do acknowledge it. But to your point, 
you know, whether you're making a whiskey sour or homemade aioli um, or Caesar salad dressing or there are any other number of recipes with raw ingredients. Cookie dough. Yeah, but yeah, cookie dough. But everybody the, the, eats <laughs> cookie exactly. dough. Every single one of you. But the thing is, like, the, the way so many of us get food illnesses, it comes from like, yeah, you're at the sketchy salad bar, you're, you know, the, the lettuce, all sorts of other things. You're always taking a risk and you should just, yeah, it has raw egg whites. You can make it if you want, but if you don't want to make it, don't make it, but don't get all luxury at us for presenting a recipe that is raw, has raw egg whites in it. That's yeah, what, I mean, that's technically she could have gotten that mad about any one of our poached egg or runny egg recipes, yes. of which there are like thousands. <laughs> and it's true that you can buy pasteurized eggs. Um, it's also true that they won't be as fluffy. May I recommend aquafaba? You can you can you may can you can you can well, you what can you say about it? Um, I could say that it it's bean liquid, so there's really no risk there. It comes out of a can, so if you want to experiment with that, drain off the liquid from your can of Goya chickpeas, and uh, whip it up in the uh, food processor. It takes about six minutes with some sugar. You will possibly detect a slight beanie flavor but there is zero <laughs> risk of e coli so anyways yeah, and the I, funny I, response or salmonella yeah, yeah, what did some other people so say so in response um i think these were the funniest ones so somebody said the raw egg whites are my favorite part i will update you all if i die from e coli lol cool and my personal favorite so I made this, but I replaced the pumpkin with extra raw eggs and added some children's <laughs> tears and unicorn toe clippings. It came out fantastic. I think the extra raw egg really makes this dish. Thanks, Maxine and Adam. Happy Thanksgiving. I also like this one. Hello, Dolly, referring to the commenter. <laughs> That's why when we were little kids, we called this pie, I think my mom's trying to kill us pie. <laughs> Yet she never managed to get any of us sick or dead. But oh man, this brings back such wonderful memories, like how sh how skilled she was at inserting razor blades into a Halloween apples. Mom was the best. Anyway, so uh, it is a delicious recipe. It does have raw egg whites. If you're, not, if you're cool with that, make it. Highly recommend. You can go onto YouTube, watch the video, or you can find the pumpkin chiffon recipe on bonhamteeth.com. All right, Ryan, what do we got up next? All right. So this one is a, a mail-in letter. Mm -hmm. that Lovely I paper, at my desk. by the way. Beautiful paper, nice handwriting, mm -hmm. yeah. blue ink. But this person mailed in a letter um, with the plastic bag sheath that our magazine arrives in monthly. And they said, Dear Mr. Rappaport, I love Bon Appetit for my family and for my friends. However, this year, the hard copy began to arrive monthly in a plastic mailing sheath. With all that we humans are doing to pollute the earth and the ocean, can't you, won't you please eliminate this unneeded bag? Um, excellent letter. We got a lot of those. We did a plastics package in mm -hmm. the magazine last year about trying to cut down on plastic consumption as a eater, diner, cook, etc. Um, and a lot of people pointed that out. I was like, that's an excellent point. I got in touch with our consumer marketing department headed up by Monica Ray. And yeah, like why do magazines have to arrive mm -hmm. in plastic bags? Yeah, and they don't all. Like no. some of my weeklies come non-sheathed. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other ones like do, and I don't know what, what the difference and is. Some come wrapped in a sort of recycled paper situation. Mm -hmm. Some, if you look at like food and wine, for instance, our colleagues over there, there's kind of like the big sort of barcode thing on yeah. the bottom of the cover. For whatever reason, Connie asked, this is how they started shipping them. I do find it, it's 
does not make sense. So um, it was a wasteful. change. So anyway, so Monica sent out an email last month finally, and we started talking to her about this last that issue. I want to say it was our April two thousand eight nineteen issue. So I know I was been in touch with her about it since back in March. Yeah, March or April. Yeah, uh, she said, "Dear all, in keeping with our company's commitment to sustainability, we have decided to eliminate." The plastic poly bags that are used to wrap subscriber copies of our U.S. magazines, in addition to reducing our carbon footprint. This decision also represents significant cost savings, which is interesting, and will have minimal impact on our consumer and advertising revenue, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We anticipate consumers will appreciate and support this decision, and so on and so forth. I think that's great. I think maybe at some point they thought the plastic bags would protect the magazines, from the especially from rain, yeah. yada, yada. Um, I think it's great. It, the one thing I'll say about Condé Nast and companies like this, in terms of how they distribute and manufacture magazines, um, you know, if you look at BA alone, we're printing 1.5 million copies. Yeah. Vogue is printing over a million. GQ is printing over a million. Vanity Fair over a million. So there's all these magazines here. Any decision that this company makes in terms of manufacturing and distribution as a is very impactful in terms of cost, operations, all that. So it's like. I get that it's it takes a while right. to sort of get things done. Um, the other thing I will say for any of you listeners who are receiving our magazine via Doorfront Direct, which as far as I can tell is the worst company in America. Yes, Emma just opened her mouth. But, <laughs> but as far as I also can tell, uh, Condé Nast is ceasing its relationship with them. This was a, sort, a service where instead of getting the magazine in your mailbox, it was kind of delivered like your morning newspaper. and right. But then people were getting damaged copies or was left on the lawn or not delivered. Uh, a complete disaster. I've sent so many emails to consumer marketing. I've responded to so many DMs on Instagram. I apologize to all you uh, subscribers out there who were getting damaged copies or not receiving your copy. I think we have cleared that hurdle and we will get to a better place with getting your magazines to you because it totally bums me out. People who love the magazine, what Carl and her colleagues do in that magazine each month with recipes and then don't get the copy. Totally. Maddening. But again, it's this. I feel like sometimes we... We work on Capitol Hill. It just takes a while to get things done. Great job. Final missive. What do we have? All right. This is this is pretty funny. So on Facebook, on our Bon Appetit Magazine Facebook account, um, we've gotten a number. I would I would go with dozen dozens of comments regarding the perfume ads in our magazines. Oh. First of all, back. Can I just say, <laughs> go for it. I hate Facebook and I hate perfume. <laughs> so if I had to write a postcard, that's what it would say. <laughs> that's funny. I have a few picked out. Depending on, t- I, they're all. Give really us a funny. couple of short ones. Sure. Okay, so this month's rag stinks. Literally, what happened? I didn't subscribe to GQ. I was hoping for a wafting aroma of brisket or toasted cheese. Very disappointing. Please cancel the perfume ads. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Another one. Please stop putting perfume scented adverts in your magazine. My face is now covered in eczema thanks to your December issue. Double tap. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. All right. So uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Someone piggybacked on that, by the way, and said, I hate that. I have the same problem. I hate those two. This is all in the comments of mm. this particular comment. Bon Appetit should at least put one in that smells like cookies or something. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. I do like the bacon. The bacon strip would be nice. Bacon strip. Could you get it? Because it's like a bacon strip. I do. Yeah. I uh, got it. So as you know, Carla. <laughs> all right. So this gets to the issue of like how a brand like Bon Appetit makes money, stays afloat, runs a prof- tries to run a profitable business. Magazine 
used to be the overwhelming majority of all the revenue and what we do. Now, it's, let's say it's half. And with the video business, online, all those things going on. And when on. you say even going further back, that subscriptions drove like the majority of the income. And at a certain point, it shifted to advertisers. Well, no, Condé Nast has always been advertiser-aligned in that they would have a very large subscription base where you would pay a dollar an issue or whatever. But then Condé Nast, we could talk Condé Nast, Hearst, Time Inc., any of those, Meredith, they could then go to an advertiser and say, hey, your this issue, this magazine has a million subscribers and your ads will reach a million people. Right. And based on that, they charge X amount of tens of thousands of dollars in ad. Um, obviously, what has happened over the last several years with Facebook again, Google, all these sort of big, broad-reaching scale sort of machines, there is fewer and fewer print ads being bought by advertisers. Right. They're taking their money and putting it elsewhere. Right. So if you look at Bon Appetit or any print magazine, the number of ads are getting smaller and smaller and smaller, which is in some ways readers might like because right. they sometimes complain about all the ads. The problem is that means the magazine, the print issue is making less and less money but essentially costing just as much and as much time and effort to mm -hmm. produce. Right. So. Sell, sell, sell. So when we ha we get a, a cent strip ad, like we're like, okay, we it's very, very hard for us at this point now to say no to an ad. Okay, how about this? Yeah. What's with Bon Appetit sending me perfume samples? Now I'll have to leave it in the garage for a week before I can go near it. I know ad revenue is everything, but this is a cooking magazine. Well, that's a little extreme. I'm very sensitive to fragrance. Very. I don't wear, I can't wear anything. I can't wear fragrance. I can barely walk through the Oculus. He like, also, I, I get a really yeah, bad, like very bad headaches. Like, mm -hmm. I just really don't like it. And if someone's wearing like a lot of cologne in a restaurant, it's a similar experience. Like if the person at the next table is wearing a lot of perfume, when it's I'm eating, it's like ruining, like, it's tough. like all in my palate, it's bad. So I told, I'm very sympathetic with this, but what I do is when the magazine comes, <laughs> I flip to those and I rip them out right away. And I so problem solve. That's what I do. And is I take them out and that way they're not like continuing. Also, if you don't open the flap up, it's like not that bad. I have I've used perfume samples before from the from oh. Seventeen magazine. Oh my god! I Heck bet. yeah! Rub that on right there. So you can just tear those out and keep them in your gym bag. If for I when like you need the perfume, yeah. it's a win-win. So that's all right. So I I do what you do, Carla. I'm like I'm, I'm not a perfume buyer. I don't. Yeah, I'm fine. I just tear it out as soon as I get the new issue. I'm not hypersensitive, but I get annoyed also. But it, after I tore it out, it, I did not find the magazine that fragrant at all. Right. It, it that seemed like an effective <laughs> way to, I feel to like skirt the problem. Are people like they're mad and then they're like, "I'm gonna rip this open and get even madder." I don't know, but yeah. So I, <laughs> yes. def I definitely did not open the strip. I removed the ad. I just tear the whole thing out. Yeah. So can but, those but they, be recycled? That's the only thing. No, it's not. on that no. very thick paper. No, but they can mail it to me. But so what I don't understand <laughs> is, I mean, this also brings up the issue in terms of what what one what one expects from their magazine. Because obviously, if you subscribe to Vogue or Harper's, I think or it's because it's a food magazine. That's what people's main thing mm. is. Like, can we have bacon strips? Yeah, I would, or lo I would like, love that. You know, or something that's. You, right. know, you want food samples okay, in so, the magazine? <laughs> so, so it's like I ruining think it's, their like It's experience. throwing them off. Yeah. This is a cooking magazine. I would just say this, Oscar Meyer, if you are listening and you want to buy a bacon strip ad, <laughs> come and get it. You can uh, email me or you can email us right Emma at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com. And that goes for all you listeners. If you have any queries or comments about what we're up to, uh, hit us up. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye. 
The Bon Appetit Foodcast is produced and edited by Emma Wurtzman, with additional programming help from Carrie Polis and Elise Namine. Our theme music is by Nathaniel Wurtzman. We have new episodes every Wednesday, and if you want to reach out to us about this episode or any other episode, email us at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.